I'm also back. And still drunk. And still over the music. Shh. are back live we should be live on facebook if you can't hear us on facebook let us know and we should be live on twitch everything should be going fine hopefully um if it's not please let us know if you have any problems we need to know this stuff um we should be all hunky-dory and all peachy keen very well looks Hi. like it looks like pretty good <laughs> looks like uh the widget, the. There Do we it goes. have Facebook official lies. stuff to say? Do we have official stuff to say before we get started? Oh, we should always talk about our sponsors because our sponsors are awesome because they provide us some really cool things to give away, which we will have some stuff to give away shortly. Not today. Not today. But we will have some oh, really shortly. cool stuff. But we will have some stuff eventually. Um, we have our sponsors. We want to thank, of course, uh, Muse on Minis. Um, they are providing us some really cool things for y'all. Um, also they have a discount code that if they buy anything and you use the discount code more than dice, all one word, you'll get 10% off your order. Uh, and will help us out a lot. Um, also, uh, Tectonic Craft <coughs> Studios, uh, Tectonic Craft Studios. Everybody knows Dan, Dan has provided us some codes and he is sending me some things to paint up on stream and give away to our viewers eventually. Um, awesome. yeah, which is really cool. We all love Dan. And then uh, Mechanica Studios, uh, which is going to be setting up our store so we can start selling y'all things again. We have some things we're going to be selling. Of course, all old widget sets um, that are coming in um, and our measuring tools and tournament trackers and such. Um, plus our own personalized uh, zones uh, for War Machine and Hordes. Um, yeah. Some of them have got those. super legit. Yeah, I've got a set. Uh, we actually had to change a little bit about that, uh, but nothing big. Um, other than that, those are things. Uh, John, do we have anybody we need to salute before we start talking about our drinks? Um, some people might. I, the one actress who passed, notably, I don't remember her name off the top of my head, from uh, Charles in Charge and Soap, yep. but I never really had any experience with her, so I'll leave that to others. Yeah, uh, I saw that. It, I didn't even know that she was still alive. Not that, you know. I mean, I know what you mean. That sounds terrible, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it sucks. Uh, other I than remember that, her being on Hogan's Heroes, too. Yep. Uh-huh. I remember so, a lot about Hogan's Heroes. It was a while ago. Yeah. Long, long time ago. Um, That's other one than of those that, ones. <laughs> you say other than that. Kathy, can we guess that you're drinking rum today? Uh, you could guess that. Would we? But you would be wrong. Uh oh. Let me guess. <laughs> what are you gonna be drinking now? It's uh, gin and tonic with a little bit of lime juice. Gin and tonic with lime juice. Mm-hmm. Gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling English. Feeling English. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, what are you having today? I'm having orange juice mixed with some 43 liqueur. Liqueur? Yeah, sort of uh, 
vaguely vanilla flavored. It gives it a nice sweet, uh, extra sweet taste, which I like. Extra sweet taste. I today am going for a beer, and it is a whiskey barrel stout. Look at him. Look at him, Kathy. Beer. 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 Uh, by Boulevard. It is very, very dark and very, very strong and very, very good. Fair so. enough. Uh, hey, Jason. How you doing? So, for all of our people out there, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking us out. We appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Mm. That is tasty. Yes, it is. It is very, very tasty. Kathy, what miniature are you working on before we get started? I'm curious. I've got a few things in front of me. I have a uh, this magic user, which I believe is a uh, a Reaper model. Mm -hmm. I have another one, Very which I know is a Reaper model. Oh, yeah. That's, that's one impressive. of the, the River Maidens, or however they're called. And this one, I finally found out, thanks to somebody on my Instagram, for saying, oh, it's a Relic Blades model. Oh, really? I'm like, thank you, because I had no idea. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't place where it was from, and I really like this model. I like the pose of it, and everything. The details are cool. So, relic blade, relic blade. Anyway, so that's what that's from. Sweet. And I have some, I have some new models to work on for work, which are also really cool. And I think these are from, I don't know, they might be Black Plague. I'm not sure. 100%, but there's a, a jester, there's a, uh, like, an executioner-looking guy, and they're, they're all zombies. Zombie. So, oh, likely yeah. not big, then. And then, uh, this guy is like a, I want to paint him like a monk, he's wearing a robe. And then this chick is, uh, kind of looks like maybe a maid, or a, a house servant or something. She's got that, that sort of headgear you know, that maids can wear. And so those are the ones that are next in line. They're in the queue waiting to be painted. But tonight I am working to uh, to finish this guy. I like that cloak. Girl. I love the way a good uh, properly highlighted cloak comes out. They look sweet. I, I started out, I actually started it out in much the same way as this one. And then I took a really dark uh, brownish color and put it in the crevices and did some uh, shading first before I actually get went in there with my my browns. And my browns were a really translucent color, which is why you can see the darks and the lights. You know, they kind of show through. Which is kind of, I mean, that that's the sort of watercolory style that I've sort of developed over the course of years. The kind of like a glazing technique. Yeah, yeah. Tinting, glazing, you know. Just adding very translucent colors over uh, what's called an underpainting, which is basically a value study of, of the darks and lights and all of the values in between. So that's that's what I'm working on. <laughs> what are you? Uh, oh, you've got the guild ball. Yeah. Oh, that was really fast. That's looking really good. Yeah. The I mean... goalpost. It's pretty much done. I just needed to do a little bit. I wanted to add this little ridge around the center to make it look like, uh, just to give it a different separation mm -hmm. 
from the, just a normal metal I like look. it. And then, of course, i got to do some cleanup on it and do a little bit of wash because there's just some I'll wash into it a, a little bit. And then I'm going to work on one of the captains today uh, after this dries, I'm going to do a wash. But uh, I did was pretty much all I worked on this week because there was just a little bit of time. I even got the 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 line from the field on my goal. On my oh, nice. That. That's so very blood bully. Yes, I figured that would be kind of cool to do. I think I'm gonna do that. I think I'm gonna do a line on every one of my guys' base, just to do it. Um, Even like not through the middle, but around, you know. Yeah, I did the middle you know, on the, the ball. Edge on some of them, and yeah. yeah. Well, it's right on the line scrimmage, right? Yeah, right that's the reason why off. I did that. Yeah, that's the reason why I did that one there. Uh, otherwise, it would be I'm gonna do it just random spots, you know, on mm -hmm. team players. Just so it's there. That's um, a cool idea. Gonna just, I'm going to just be in a little armor wash on this. So, um, like I said, today's a hodgepodge because we got different things we want to talk about. Nothing major, nothing huge, nothing crazy. I do want to talk about something uh, that came out this week that is actually pretty important to all our War Machine and Hordes players. Uh, and Kathy, uh, I know that you're not a player, but there is uh, something you probably want to look at. Is which is the new uh, Infernal models uh, that are coming out for the new faction. Um, they showed a bunch of the new models. They gave uh, the basic rules of Infernals, which is a very interesting concept um, that they are doing uh, gameplay-wise. Uh, this army, in my opinion, if you are not a very savvy player you will get owned with it. Um, but if you are a very good player, you will definitely do some good stuff. Uh, it is not for the novice, in my opinion. Um, if anybody was paying attention or watched it, they, they don't get Focus and Fury back like everybody else. They have a different thing that they do. They just have a lot of different techniques. And There's a bit of a, a learning curve with all the little tricks and combos and things that they can do. Uh, more than just a little. Um, there is a huge... Uh, like you... For them to get the soul power... I can't remember what they're called. The power to cast their spells and bring out demons. You have to... Um, horrors. To bring out the horrors. I should say, not demons. You have to sacrifice people. Okay. And yeah, your friendly models. So you have to sacrifice your friendly models. I'm very familiar with this idea from uh, the Chaos Alliance and Champions. Yeah. Self-sacrifice. Yeah, sacrificing your own models so they can uh, get their own stuff back, which is cool. I thought it was an interesting concept. Uh, their thing that they were talking about is if you don't do it right, you will, or you don't have the right models. Or if someone kills off those models, um, you will be stuck without getting the focus and or the soul power. I can't remember what they called it. Essence. Essence. There we go. Um, to fuel up your army, which is good and bad. Uh, it's good because, well, you. That's one way to stop them. It's bad because horrors have to spend an essence to stay in the game every uh, every time it's your turn. So, if they can't spend it, they just disappear. 
Okay. So it, it, it's kind of tricky. Um, the models that they showed, uh, some of the concepts, were really, 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 really cool. Uh, very demon horror looking atrocities, you know, type thing. Um, I can't wait to see what all their stuff looks like and the rules next week. Uh, but it definitely did spark quite a bit of interest with a lot of people. Um, so it was it was interesting. Um, I'm definitely... I don't know if I'm going to get it, but I'm definitely looking forward to it because it'll be a whole new way to play and oh. a whole new way to do things. Um, but I definitely believe that if you are not a savvy person you most likely will lose pretty quickly if you're not smart it's going to be a lot of management stuff and some people you know will 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 love that part of the game that's you know that's what they want um that's what they're they're gonna you know go into which is good because some people need that extra stuff but it definitely in my opinion won't be an army just for the average joe They'll have to work. So, other than that, that was my little bit on the Infernals. Um, we get the rule, full rules for them, or full beta rules, CID rules, um, next week, or this week, technically. It's War Machine Gonzo. Pretty yeah. much all the rules are technically beta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Which is we'll, good, because it means that if something's broken, it gets fixed. Yeah. Um, so I've left a lot of games nice. where I'm like, I don't, this is not, was this a good idea? And then I realized, I'm not playtesting this game. Whether or not I think it was a good idea, it's what exists. Yeah. And so we'll get that um, next week, and it'll be interesting. Um, the reason why I said you might be interested in it, Kathy, is because some of the models are legit evil-looking uh, type thing. The horrors that they've gotten are really, really cool looking. And, and so you know that, you know, I gravitate towards all those kind of hellish nightmare monsters. Yes. I think you would like it. I may have to send you a model to paint for me. Ooh. That or you may pick it up anyway and paint it for yourself. <laughs> so. Uh, all right, really fair point. Only CID is in beta. The rest is an open beta. Fair. <laughs> I will concede that point to you. But, I mean, it's another army, and uh, I would... It's going to require you to really get into that army. So, if you guys are interested, it looks like you're up to T. Be aware you're not going to be able to, I mean, half-ass your way through that. It's not going to be able to be your side game. It's going to need to be your game and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's not Crucible Guard. It's more like Grimkin. And the thing is, is they, they this isn't one of the abilities that... Um, the masters can do is bring out any type of horror. They can summon an additional horror um, onto the board. And with them doing that, you have to have the model. So it could be a, depending on how much it is, depends on if you have to have a financial, you know, thought into it, because that's, that could be a quite a bit of money, depending on how much you want to summon in or get in or, you know, and bring in. So, well, we'll know more once the CID hits and we can actually correct. get your hands on the rules. Correct. But that, that's something to think about if you're looking to get into it. Plus, the CID will have a good mission statement of what they want to do with the models, which I really like about the CID. They always say, this is what we're looking for. 
let us know about this. So once you get that idea, you can properly judge a model. Because right now, I could say, oh, I mean, it sounds like a gimmicky army, kind of weird. Uh, I don't know. But, you know, it depends on what they want it to do. Yeah. I mean, they may want it to be a gimmicky. It is going to be a limited release, just like everything else. Like every, yeah, like all the other armies that have come out recently. By limited release means it's not going to get necessarily more models quickly. Yeah. Not like, oh, you didn't buy it right away, it's gone. It's not that. Yeah, it's limited as in, while everybody, every other faction is going to get something every year, you may get, may get, they, every faction may get two or three things a year, you may get one thing a year. Type thing is what it's coming down to. Yeah. Which is so, okay. That's what they're wanting to uh, do. It helps them on whatever they need. It is their stated goal. There is no delusions about it. Yes. I'm not going to say it's okay, but you know it's there, so you can yeah. plan for that appropriately. Yeah, they 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 definitely have said this is all limited factions from here on out. But also, be fair, everyone who's going like, oh, this new guy isn't doing anything, keep in mind, he doesn't have his hand in yet. He just started. Correct. This is all stuff that's planned. So you will start seeing what kind of ideas he brings to the table. I would say, you know, end of this year, next year kind of thing. You'll start really start to see some of his handling of stuff. And that'll be interesting. I mean, I fully expect that if you wait by December, you might be able to pick up a uh, <laughs> used <laughs> horror army pretty cheap. Just like they did Grimkin, because some people just can't handle it but i like it it's interesting it's different it's a new way to play it's a new way to deal things so um which is good it brings up something i'm not sure i want to talk about but it, it actually is i think an unexpected downside to war machine and hordes okay go for it between cid and what the stuff they're bringing out is like i said this can't be your second game uh, if you're looking you to be competitive to with it, as your main game, yeah, Gonzo, it, it only plays competitively. I understand. Some people, that's what it has to be. Oh, which is uh, fine. Yeah, I, yeah I'm yeah. not saying that's a, that's a downside. I, no. It's an unexpected consequence of all the choices they've they've consciously made. It's it's it is going to hurt them a little bit sales wise because it's. It seems like the age now, and this is a bigger topic, is it's the age of a little bit of this, a little bit of that. People play, there's there's very people who play only one game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most everyone plays two or three. I mean, up to you could play up to I mean, we made our lists of games we were kinda of interested in and we easily got to like a dozen or more. Oh yeah. That's crazy. Cause you can't you don't have that kind of time. No one Or that no kind of money sometimes. Mm-hmm. So making a game that you can't play as a side game. Uh, Infinity has the same problem. Uh, Infinity is very rules intensive. It is very, very difficult to try and play it as a side game. Correct. You can, but you I mean if you if you if you run into a guy who plays it all the time, you're not going to win. You're gonna get unless old. you just straight out dice it. Yeah. Which can happen, but it's uh, it's interesting. It's it's an interesting thought of uh, what's going on with games nowadays, and something you need to be aware of when you're picking games. You know, you don't want to pick one accidentally that is like, oh, this is not a side game, which is uh, 
sort of the problem with Kickstarter games too. Someone comes on the Kickstarter miniature game, you they're going to have to have a, a final gameplay before you can really make a co- conscious decision. Because if it comes out and it's a bit more intensive than you want, it's it's not going to work for you. Yeah. So, um, interesting. Keep, keep an eye on the games. Try and get good game, gameplay videos of games before you get into them. Because that way you can come into them fully aware of what they're going to require. Um, that's kind of another reason why I'm picking up and playing a lot of these smaller games. Um, mm-hmm. Not being competitive with War Machine Hordes anymore. I still play uh, local stuff. Nothing, you know, major. Um, but I can be semi-locally competitive because everything works fine. But I won't be nationally competitive any, or try to do any of that stuff. Not like I was to begin with. I'm just not pushing myself to do that anymore. I, I don't know. I believe you made it to the... Uh, I did make made, it, to made the, it to the, the War Machine Weekend. Uh, you made it to the qualifier. I made it to the Invitational. I did. Yeah. I mean... That was your goal. You made that it. Was. I think you're good enough. Uh, yeah. Made it made it well enough for what I wanted, and I was happy with where I was. Um, but there is all these little small games that I've been playing. Like, I'm, Mompok, I can pick up and play no problem. I ain't got any problem with it. It's quick. It's easy. Not competitive in my nature. Uh, I don't care. I just go around and bust through buildings and destroy things and have a good time. Um... And then, uh, like Guild Ball. I can play Guild Ball. Guild Ball to me, I'm not looking to get super competitive with it. Just want to kick some things around and beat some people up every so often. Do that. A couple other small games. I do play 40k, but I'm playing in a league right now. So I'm not looking to go into any tournaments. Not looking to have super awesome competitive lists. Just kind of having fun. Just kind of chilling with my games for a bit. I'm not allowed to do that. Are you talking to Jim? Oh, I just grabbed a hot cup of tea and I went, ow. <laughs> oh. That was, that was me like, ow. Oh, is that like you were I'm going, rough. no. <laughs> JC Rod 7776 says, hey, Kathy. Hey, Rod. Hey. JC, I'll pretend like I know who you are because I probably do. But I don't know your code name. <laughs> code name makes it sound so awesome, doesn't it? Right. That's how I, like I feel that. about all these things. Like, there's people who come on uh, on my stream on on Monday or Thursday, and they're like, "Oh, hey, Kathy," and hey, Robin. you know, like I know them, but I don't recognize their you know secret code name. Oh. And so they're let, like, let me throw some uh, some industry knowledge on you, Kathy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nowadays, you call people by their first name. Like, I, I work on the phones all day, a little peek behind, and we generally call people by their first name. Unless something pops up where that doesn't seem appropriate, but, you know, someone calls up, I'm, you know, call, hey, Jim, how you doing? You know, when they introduce themselves. So, I mean, that's just sort of how it is nowadays. It just seems weird to us older folks who are a lot of, you Mr. know, so-and-so. Mr. Sir, ma'am, um, which you will default to. But that's sort of the way nowadays. Oh, I don't expect... Uh... Yeah, I don't expect that, but, you know. Hello, Mrs. Wapple. How are you doing? That would be <laughs> odd, wouldn't it? That would be very <laughs> odd. <clears throat> and also, it makes me feel like I'm 80 years old when people say that. 
that's why I try to avoid it. I want to think they're they're young and happy. Well, it's like... Unless someone's got a title they put, like especially oh, uh, they okay. put the title in there. They put doctor in there. I'm like, I'm calling them doctor or whatever because they're obviously very proud of that title, and uh, I'll give that to them. AC Rye goes and met you on Schmidt stream for champions. Oh, right sweet. on. Right on. Which we might have some pretty cool news about champions. Uh, we we do. We just, we, do? Talk, we just can't talk about it yet because we haven't gotten we just everything. We can't yet. talk about it yet. We do have some it's like interesting... Fight Club right now. Yeah, Fight Club. We're Fight Club and check, Champions. I want to check my emails right now while we, we're podcasting. My God, check your emails because if we got the email, we can talk about it. I would never check email and Twitter or anything while I'm podcasting. That's what? crazy. You would never do that? Oh, never. I uh, would type PFFT exclamation point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so other topics to get away from the machine hordes and, and stuff and that. Uh, and somewhat related, potentially. WizKids just announced that they have a deal with Hasbro to make G.I. Joe, Transformers, and My Little Pony models. What? We don't know how they're going to make them. I don't know, but G.I. Joe, My Little Ponies sounds like it could be a whole new industry. Well, so someone joked, like, that's a that's a Megaverse card game, uh, miniatures game I want to play. And I'm like, that they're going to be separate, dogs. <laughs> like, Pony G.I. Joes? Yep. Would be awesome. Pony G.I. Joe. Okay. Um, so my first thought is, uh, and the first response I had to one of my old friends who mentioned it, was that I threw up a little bit of my mouth because I'm going to say this straight up. I don't fucking like your own clicks. <laughs> I don't like any of the clicks, whiz kids can die in a fire because those are shit models. And they put up shit models for fucking a decade and people love them. And God bless you guys. I'm glad you're enjoying them. I am not angry that you enjoy something I don't. I just don't like them at all. In fact, they are sometimes worse than not having any models for a hero. Because like, oh, look, I got a Thor model. And it's fuck awful. <laughs> but it's it's that's almost more of a board game thing where the model is just sort of an extra thing. So that's not terrible. It's just kind of odd. Um, but then my second thing I thought was, well, you know, they make the, what, those D&D models and Pathfinder models or whatever. And those are pretty solid quality nowadays. Oh, the so, pre-primed ones? Yeah, the pre-primed ones. So maybe there's something cool there. So I have to amend. You keep an open mind on that. See what they do. I mean, I joked with somebody earlier about a Transformers miniatures game. Uh, why not? Because you get to build the robot and you get to build the alt mode. And then you get to battle and transform and, and swap models out and stuff. That, that could be super fun. I mean, I don't. I don't know if they're making a game, just models, but it'd be interesting to see. Uh, in my heart, I feel like they would do G.I. Joe and Transformers as clicks and uh, yeah, and, and My Little Pony as regular models. It don't seem like they would do it a click. Ponies don't battle. It's friendship is magic, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but in a, it, it, interesting to see. It is good. It is good, uh, you know... Good news to come out and see what they're going to do with that. And then uh, uh, <laughs> JC Rod says, uh, I think a Snake Eyes or a Storm Shadow Mini would my dream come true. I agree, even though they're pretty easy because they're black or white. So, I mean. Now, if it was a Zartan. <laughs> I mean, is it every model a Zartan model? Yeah, in my head. 
And every human sized model could be Zartan. See this model right here? Zartan. Zartan. <laughs> this guy Zartan. right here. This one? I mean, no, I'm Zartan's sorry. got He's... skills. It could be Zartan. Zartan. Too long of a beard right here. No, no, no he can have a beard. Zartan. No. Nope. Disagree. Uh, I want to see the Destro pony, huh? <laughs> My little Destro. Mm -hmm. There's there's actually a picture I saw on DeviantArt that's uh, My Little Ravage, and it's Ravage made sort of like My Little Pony style. <laughs> and it said, friendship is more than meets the eye. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> so, interesting to see that. You know, cool news to come out. I mean, new clicks do make me throw up a little bit in my mouth. Um, sort of like Star Trek Attack Wing. Holy crap. No offense, but those models are... They have some occasional really good ones, but the majority of those are just terabad. No actual fucks given about scale at all, and I don't care about scale to the nth degree, but I care a little bit. I care enough for you guys to try and get them close. Mm -hmm. And they did not get them close, so that game immediately went... I'm like, oh, it's they just borrowed the, you know... The X-Wing rules that are same as the uh, Wings of Glory rules and all that. I made oh. a Star Trek, and it actually plays a little better than X-Wing did, because you never had that stalemate in the middle of the game. They gave everything more hit points and less ways to dodge damage, so it didn't stalemate in the middle of the board sometimes like it does with uh, high-agility ships. But I just couldn't get past the fact that the models were completely out of scale and not good. And their newer models are better paints, but the same scale. So I'm like, yeah, near miss, guys. Sorry. You, you almost had a line to my, my pocketbook, but uh, no. Sorry. Out of here. I'll stay with X-Wing. Those models are, uh, are solid. And, I mean, to be fair, Lucasfilm cares a lot more than Paramount or whoever has a license for that particular branch of the Star Trek does about models yeah. and, and miniatures. So that's always good. Which, talking about remakes and stuff and um, redos and stuff like that, um, everybody loves Sandlot, right? I like it. I've never seen the Sandlot. Oh, it's a great, oh, great it's, classic. It's good to at least watch once. The first one. A little old for it. Um, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, Jason, the USS Tiny Prize. Tiny. Um, well, they are now remaking Sandlot as a streaming service with the original people. Original cast? The original cast. I guess it's going to be Sandlot the Next Generation. I have no clue what they're calling it. But no, It's not a remake. That's called a sequel. Um, but the thing is, they've already had a sequel. They had like three sequels. They all sucked. I never saw any of the sequels, and I've only seen Sandlot one time. You don't want to I see any of the sequels. I enjoyed it. Uh, Sandlot 1 was amazing. Much like Highlander. Yeah. Sandlot, the, the original, was a great kids movie. had great lines that are still used today. You know, good story, good kids summer movie type thing. But there was no reason to make another one. But they did anyway. And now they're turning it into a TV series, which I'm just like, what? No, huh. leave it alone. Leave it where it's at. It's perfectly fine. But no, they're going to be turning that into a TV series. Money. The they're going to be. They're going to be turning it into money. Yes, that's pretty much what you're. What it is. So, 
Oh, oh no. Since I've gotten all the negativity out of my system, apparently. <laughs> uh, on, the, on a brighter side of that is, I don't know if y'all remember the the sequel series to Leave It to Beaver. Nope. Uh, yes. Add-on. Yes. That was actually a good series. It had all the remaining living actors and added kids for... Uh, well, there was only living actors, not the dead ones walking they, around. They did break out the dad. He was unfortunately... Although... But so that was an interesting series. It, it did, it was enjoyable at the time. So there is potential for this to be an interesting series. But I mean, you know, just give it a chance if that's your thing. Though oh, I yeah. think honestly, we're missing the intended age group. They're hoping to get a couple people who saw the Sandlot when it first came out to maybe jump in, and then probably try and get new new people into it. Yeah. Well, right. If you haven't seen the original Sandlot, you really need to, John. That's something on your bucket list now. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's really not. It is. I'm putting it on there. So, Gonzo, movies about kids that you didn't see when you were a kid do not <laughs> ever hold up. This one was pretty ever. good, though. Ever. Ever, never. Yeah, they just don't. I mean, it, it's just a reality of that, and it's fine. I understand the basic taglines from the premise. I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. At that point, I was either working like a dog or running my own business and didn't have a time to watch it, so I didn't see it, and the the it, the time has passed. It's the same with shitty movies. You know? People love Excalibur. You know the movie Excalibur? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Never seen it. Had a copy on VHS way after it came out. Tried to watch part of it. Was like, this is fuck-awful. <laughs> after Lord of the Rings yeah. I'm sorry it's fuck awful at the time I'm sure it was really really enjoyable but you can't go back to something like that maybe that's why I like Beastmaster and you don't yes I mean I saw Beastmaster when it first came out I remember kind of enjoying it but the you, uh, shocker we had a contender to try and kick it off the uh, list of worst movies I've seen this year spoiler later to see if it actually happens or not Ooh. Flash Gordon holds up because it wasn't trying to be anything more than what it was. It, it's like, we know what we're aiming for. We're hitting the mark of, you know, exactly where they're going for. Can't be sci-fi. What's that? Can't be sci-fi. Can't be sci-fi, exactly. And some of these movies, like, Excalibur's not trying to be campy fantasy, so it is now. I mean, it's just, yeah. just like, B-movie Sort of like Beastmaster, where it's like it's aiming for real fantasy, not campy fantasy. Thus, it doesn't hold up as much. Also, because I didn't see it. If you don't have that nostalgia connection to something, it actually helps you. It's why people who never played some of these old, like, Necromunda are like, Necromunda, who the fuck cares? Like, if you didn't play it back then, you don't have any nostalgia connection. You can judge it purely for what it is. But when we start judging it, we have nostalgia connections, and nostalgia is a son of a bitch. Yep. It will make you like things that you probably don't actually like because of uh, your connection to it. Casablanca, too. I'm sorry. I just saw that in the chat. <laughs> Crimson. <laughs> no, they're just going to remake Casablanca. Oh, yeah. As long as it's in black and white, they'd give it a shot. It won't be. No, it would not be. It'd be in Technicolor. <laughs> in Technicolor. It's Casablanca in color. There are rules. It'll be in 3D. <laughs> you know I'm not lying too. If they do it, they'll do it in 3D. So you no, can see 3D's it. done. They, 
3D is a gimmick they're not using that much anymore, and I'm happy for it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. That that shit gave me headaches. And anybody who had glasses, oh yeah, had to wear those goggles over their glasses. It's it's shitty. Yep, hundred percent crappy. Yeah. Um. So one other, uh, I guess one other subtopic we got. Xanderboard said, "What's your favorite palate cleanser game or games?" Ooh, palate cleanser games. Zombie side, the original uh, zombie side. I just I love that one and I will always go back to it. It's just it's easy. I mean, my friends and I all know what the characters do. We all know the mechanics. Uh, the mechanics are less complex than some of the other expansions for it. So, if we want a no-brainer kind of game, we'll go to uh, we'll go to Zombie Side and just do a cooperative. You know, you, you don't have to to be competitive about it. I mean, it's a long one as far as, you know, a palate cleanser, I guess, but... Yeah, but sometimes <laughs> you need just something that's just... And I don't want to say mind-numbing, but that's kind of the best way to put it. Just uh, a, a mind-numbing... Comfortable you, you, and simple. Something you don't need to, you know, use maximum brain power to wrap yeah, your head around. you don't have to keep looking things up in the rule book. Correct. Yeah. Autopilot. Yeah, you want to play it on auto... You, you can play it somewhat on autopilot, yeah. Uh, something like Settlers of Catan. Mm-hmm. I believe we've all played Settlers of Catan, more or less. Yeah. Settlers of Catan is enjoyable. Is it a great game? Probably not. It's... But it is a great palate cleanser and simple to play and just a hoot. A hoot. Yep. You know, I'll agree with that. Right and wood. Um, what do you got, guys? Any other palate cleansers out there? Um... Good old-fashioned, just quick card games. Anything that's just oh, a yeah. quick and easy card game. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I could play... Um, I, like, right now, I can play um, Keyforge, because it's just quick and easy. I don't have to think about anything. Ha, I don't have to worry about building that. a deck. I'm over, here, I'm over here thinking of cribbage. <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah, hearts? just, you know, the old card game. Yeah, like hearts or cribbage or something. I play hearts even forever. Even war, if you're, like, between games and you're waiting for the next guys to uh, to finish their long-ass game of Firefly so that you can all play zombie side, mm-hmm. And you know they've uh, only got 15 minutes left, so you just whip out a deck of cards and play war. Any of those simple two-person games, something I, I like Star Realms. Uh, two good two-player game of Star Realms is super quick and fun because there's no table diplomacy, no being nice. You just you and him, and you just crush each other's souls. I've never played that. I've never heard of it. Star Realms? Yeah. It's a it's a deck builder. It's super fun. Okay. It's uh, there's technically a free app for it, but you can only play uh, limited stuff against the uh, the basic deck against the computer. But that's that's pretty fun. Trying to remember what the game was that my friend brought to our game day last last Saturday. Is it possible I? Oh, of course I don't have that written down. <laughs> okay, so I don't remember. Sorry. But something like also something like uh, nuts or poo or kittens in a blender. Any of those simple games. Uh, JC Rod said uh, sushi go. Yep, sushi goes it's a newer one. game, but still good. Simple. I mean, there's not really any. It's hard to get a miniature game palette cleanser. Oh, those are they're just they're long and involved. I mean, even if it was Blood Bowl, where I know the, you know, well, 
used to know the rules. Uh, you know, I pretty much know the basics of it backward and forward. You know, it's still a long game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not and a lot it's of only two people. Down, but, yeah. It's not so like it's... you can have six people sitting there watching or uh, playing together. And even if you take the most harshest time turns, it's still going to take a fair amount of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the game that we were playing last week, it was all dice and uh, and cards, and it was called King of Thieves. Hmm. And it was, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes. Easy to, uh, to pick up as far as uh, learning the mechanics. And it was a lot of fun. And I'm not saying that just because I won. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I think fun. Kathy can agree with me on this. Diablo. Oh, yeah. You can just yeah, pick up Diablo you... and just beat the crap out of things, and you're just like, it's, I guess it's not mind-numbing, it's just you're turning off everything and you're just smashing. Yeah. Yeah, you're just, you're just point... there to kill kill things, kill monsters. Yeah, any any of those, uh, you know, looting, looting killer games is pretty good for that. Yeah, just to turn off and just like not pay attention, which yeah, comes it, to the topic because you, you know, we were we're talking about that, and like I said, I was playing um, Neverwinter, and that's what it kind of came down to. The story wasn't really, you know, didn't care about the story much. I'm just beating up things, trying out cool abilities, you know, doing things, and it's kind of bad because it started getting me nostalgic to want to play another good solid MMO. But there, in my opinion, isn't a good solid MMO for me right now. I can't stand WoW. Yeah, uh, I was going to throw that zinger, but uh, you, you, you out-zingered me. Yeah, I, I can't stand WoW anymore. Um, and I, I'm, I really miss getting together with a bunch of friends, and we all get together and go, hey, let's go do XYZ, or let's go kill XY, you know, W Dungeon, or, you know, that stuff. And that just doesn't happen anymore. Um, there's another MMO coming out that I'm looking forward to playing that I've already bought into because it was a Kickstarter and I'm looking forward to it. Just got to wait for it to come out. Yep. <clears throat> so yeah, any of those quick and easy games is actually a really good, uh, really good power cleanser. Woo. Sorry, it's a little strong. So apparently, uh, Banyan misses Dark Ages of Camelot and EverQuest. Oh, I miss Dark oh, Ages of Camelot. I, I used to play the hell out of some Dark Ages. I had a Lurkeen Assassin. Oh, I got so much trouble with that character. You know what I used to love is uh, the Temple of Elemental Evil. Oh yeah. I could uh, I could roll up characters and and play that over and over again. Let yourself die. All, yeah, I mean, all the time. You could do that with a role-playing game, but that requires a lot of people. But if you do, there's... Oh, I'm talking about the EA Games uh, PC. Oh, there's an EA Games version? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. But oh, it does bring up a good point there, that we don't really live in the age of simple dungeons like that for a role-playing game. They all want to make them more role-play, which is good because it's a role-playing game, but bad because sort of the history of D&D is... Simple dungeons. Keep on the borderlands. Sometimes, yeah. Make some characters. Let's go like do some. Keep in the borderlands. Slash and kill. Collect treasure. Yeah, it's it's the the, the live action. We did that for an entire. Uh, well, we did technically that for an entire uh, fourth edition campaign. Went through all their pre-made adventures, mostly slash and kill. But as 
you know, pretty experienced role players. We did insert some role playing here or there. There were some good moments. Mm-hmm. A lot of those games aren't made for that, and you have to sort of think outside the box to make that work. Which just sort of denies the 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 uh, idea at that point of a uh, of a palate cleanser game. Well, yeah. Well, I wanted to go back because Benyon was talking about it. Um, I really. I remember playing so many hours, and usually I play solo because I play a lot and I can stay up late. And you know, my body just you know lets me do that, and so it's always been hard for me to find people that that I can play with. But you know, I would play a Lurking Thief and go around and just solo hunting PvP, and I had the greatest time with it. Now I get some friends together, we go hunting and you know doing whatever. I had a great time with that, but there. There's getting those people to do that. That's the problem is nowadays it's really, really hard to get people to do that. Um, and, you know, get things going. Uh, like I said, I've got another one that's coming out that I want to play. And I really want to get back to the old school of living in the world and not just playing in the world. And I know you're like, oh, well, what? Well, the thing is, is this new game coming out that I want to play. You know, you have your own house, you do your own farming, you know, you do your own stuff. You're not just farming for murder loot. hobos. Yeah, you're not just murder, murder hobos. hobos. Yes. Your 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 character is living in the world and doing things, and I miss that a lot. I mean, I'm an old school uh 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 Ultima online player. And you lived in the world. You had people that, you know, would do dungeon crawls, you know, the, the wizard group. There was a group of people that had the wizard tower and they would take newbies out on dungeon runs and they would kill everything, but let the newbies pick up the loot. You know, it was like a, a leveling party thing and it was really, really fun. They just, well, were, I think, there was, I think I there's think a lot of community missing out of MMOs nowadays what we're having fun with in my D&D and this isn't about PC games or anything uh, as you know my co-hosts know my D&D group is we all started as less than first level children mm-hmm. and we live in a village and we interact with this village and the people in it all of our characters have uh, parents or guardians or somebody you know, in a place where we live and, you know, the surrounding areas is something that we're gradually exploring. And it really is a, you know, you go home, you do your chores, you do this, you do that, you're, you're training for your, you know, your eventual specialties and classes and everything. And, uh, and it's like you say, you're living in the world right there. You're interacting with with more than just, you know, hack and slash, you know, collect treasure. Correct. And I miss, I miss that with them because, like I said, going back to playing that game, I'm like, I miss MMOs where I would did something besides collect loot. Um, and this is not dogging anybody that does. I mean, this is just, you know, I miss where I'd get together with a bunch of my friends and you actually role-played on the server, your characters actually had a role-playing persona, you know, 
we had a band of thieves. This is back in Ultima Online where everybody could look and had the same name. Um, and so we had a group of thieves, me and my friends. And this is back before you had Discord servers so you could talk to each other. You used uh, Instant Messenger from mm -hmm. uh, AIM. And we would communicate with that. And we had a group of thieves that were all named Bob. <laughs> the Cult of Bob. And we all of our characters looked exactly the same. All of our characters had the same skills. And we went around as a thieving group and went around stealing everything from everybody. And that's all we did. And it was one of the most fun times I've ever had. And, of course, there is that nostalgia going into it. But you don't see that in games anymore. You don't see that in MMOs. It's all about the loot. It's all about getting, you know, the next big gear um, and the next big thing. But that's what people want most of the time. But I'm I'm looking forward to this new game because there is that coming up of where you can have a house and you can build your own you know, <coughs> stuff to it. And so I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm hopefully it's going to be cool. I did pay for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. PvP. The one thing I remember more than anything about Ultima Online was the PvP because it was open world PvP and everybody could attack everybody. Uh, but it had a really good system for it, so you couldn't just get away with, you know, killing somebody. I mean, there was a thing, if you wanted to be a murderer, sure, you can be a murderer, but now you've got to watch your back for a long time because you got to work off that murderer status. And there were many times you'd be working that murderer status off and you'd have to be nervous going anywhere because everybody could kill you and take all your shit because the items you wore dropped when you died. And so you would have nothing at the end of the day, which is also one of the problems with MMOs now is everything's super rare and super great. And so you couldn't do, you couldn't do full drop PVP with current MMOs because gear is too hard to get and gear is too hard to do. But, oh, it'd be, it'd be called EVE Online. Oh, yeah. But with UO, you could because if you needed another plus one sword or whatever, you just went and made it because you spent your blacksmith time doing it. I mean, I remember there was a guy that he, his entire job was to be a merchant. And nobody ever attacked this guy. Ever. Even the murderers. When he was around, everybody stopped because this guy was selling the best gear online and everybody liked him. And if somebody was a noob and they tried to, everybody turned around and just hunted that guy down because he provided a service to the area and to the community and everybody looked after him. So, sorry, my small little rant on <laughs> MMOs and what I miss about them. Horizons? Oh yeah, I remember Horizons. Um, there's a plenty of games that I really liked. Uh, Neverwinter has been, kind of, it's just getting me nostalgic for playing some good MMOs again. And I really can't wait for another good one. WoW just isn't there. It's just a farm fest now. And kind of, but it's also getting people together to play those MMOs. That's the kicker nowadays. <sighs> Sorry. All right, rant off. Go ahead, John. You're next. <laughs> <laughs> I already ranted. You gotta rant some more then. Uh, don't look at me. I'm yeah. not ranting. 
Yeah, that, that's all I got for uh, that. I don't, I don't really have too much in a way. I mean, a- any first-person shooter put on uh, easy mode is a great uh, palate cleanser. I uh, can't do a first-person shooter. They'd, they'd give me a headache. Fair enough. Uh, I think uh, Bane on occasion gets those, too. Though we were playing some Borderlands 2 together, which was kind of fun. But anyways, uh, yeah, so that's that. Uh, what other topics we got to talk about? We got another, you know... What, nine minutes, eight, ten minutes? Five, eight minutes, something like that. Yeah, awesome. Um, Let's see. We got a little bit of time. Uh, John, uh, how did your league end, by the way? Uh, um, I, I don't have results yet because I haven't tallied up the sheets, but we're giving out prizes uh, next week or this Friday coming up. I mean, we have quite a few people on the last day. We had about eight people on the last day. Thirteen was our total, but still pretty good. I know life gets in the way here or there, so. Um, how about you send me uh, your Age of Sigmar league thing? Because in May they're wanting to do one uh, local, and they asked me if I'd do something with that. I was like, I know who the person to ask for. Yeah, absolutely. I got to make a couple changes based off their opinions and all that. I'll send it to you. Yeah, send it to me so I can I can add that in there because um, my local store owner was like, "Hey, can you do something in May for Age of Sigmar?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm more than happy. I'll I like playing Age of Sigmar. It's fun. I got you mind, this my is entire army. This is to encourage people to, you know, learn the game. It's great, great for new players. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have to. Like I said, I'm not too worried about it on the aspect of slow grow. Because I think we'll we'll just lower the points because there'll be some people just starting. Um, a thousand points to me is not a bad place to start. Um, so actually, not... I think I'm going to do some changes based on what I learned. <clears throat> I think actually 750 is a good place to start. We started at five. It seemed a little low. But also the way, inherently in the game rules, you've got those, you know, thousand, two thousand, and then uh, 2,500. Yeah. And then you can do plus or minus uh, 250 to it. That gives you a good amount of play in points for a, for a league. Well, I mean, I also need to check to see who's all got armies. Because if everybody's got armies and has got enough, there's no, and we're not looking as a slow grow. We're just looking as, you know, trying to get people to play. There's no reason to do a slow grow if we don't have people. You know, we don't have anybody that's wanting to do that. You know what I'm saying? Well, it depends on how they're playing. I mean, it's a yeah. good slogan. Slogans are good because it still teaches people how to use units. Yeah. You but know, I without mean, they can focus on a unit because it's a lot less on the table. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to look to see what we've got and who we've got. Yeah, but I'll send that to you. That's no worries. Yeah, because I think that'll be because yours is also objective based, where it's not just. No, it's just, it's just very objective based. Do this. Do this. Do this. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll modify it towards my group once uh, I start looking at it because that was the thing that we we're trying to get where people are playing different games and doing different things, but besides just picking stuff up, there's a lot of people that just don't want to just bring because everybody everybody's got a ton of armies. I mean, we've all got you know a war machine and a horde army. Everybody's got a 40k army, <clears throat> and not everybody wants to cart all those armies around with them everywhere they go or every Monday. Yeah, it's easier to get Thursday. some organization going. Correct. And that's what we're looking at is getting some organization going. Ah, oh, well I know I'm going to be playing, 
you know, besides setting up a game, we can go, oh, Monday, I know I'm playing 40K, just got to bring my 40K stuff. Also, it's a good idea for the store to go, this is the quote-unquote day for this game. Yeah. Doesn't mean you can't play other games, but you should give those games priority so people can start to go, like, I know where to find, when to find other players. Yeah. It will help a lot. A, a, a lot. Like, Although we got I, most like everybody... Right. That's it. Most everybody knows each other, and most everybody's like, "Hey, I'm gonna bring this up." Okay, cool. Because one thing I wouldn't mind doing is like another uh, Lord of the Rings one too. But getting people uh, in on certain nights also helps to break up the clicks. Correct. Clicks will form. It's a it's it's human nature. Yeah. But uh, yeah, don't break up the clicks and all that. Hmm. Ah. Encourage you all to play other things. I don't know why my nose has suddenly become stuffy. I've been good all day. but It's all the cocaine. Uh, no, I didn't have any cocaine. It would have been, would have made that last movie more enjoyable. <laughs> Which, but, how are we on time? Are we ready for uh, media section? We've got a couple minutes left. Anyone's got something want to throw out there real quick? All right, go for it. I, I don't. No, you're supposed to have something. You're like the man on this. I'm just like putting mud on the bottom of my bases. Come on, get with the program, man. I mean, how many ideas do I have to have? Come on, Gonzo. All I the ideas. Sounds <laughs> like it's a uh... 40k logo, and then uh, a Legion's logo. I don't know which I'm going to run next because honestly, as we get into summer movie season, I'm going to want my Fridays free to see movies because holy crap. There are going to be a ton of them. Yeah, like, I don't know when I'm seeing Captain Marvel. It might have to be alone because uh, I'm not going to have time Friday. I'm going to give out prizes. And I'm not going to opening weekend Friday after 7. No, that's not going to happen. I see that ending in, in pain. And lots and lots of pain? Yeah, but so maybe Sunday morning or something like that. We shall see. Yeah, I need to see. But that. yeah, the, the summer music movie season is going to be crazy. We're just getting a taste of some good stuff now. It's going to start in either early, early May or late, late April, and it's going to roll every week. Like, I think I looked at it, and there is almost no week that I don't want to see a movie. <laughs> so why don't we? Uh, why don't you talk about that, and I'll switch it over to the media section. That way you yeah, can. Yeah. What you are can leave. the? Uh... What are the shows you're looking most forward to this summer? Give me a second. I mean, obviously, obviously, Avengers Endgame. You, you know, and I'll be the biggest everybody fan of, else? Yeah, exactly. I don't have to be the biggest fan of Infinity War to want to see Endgame. You know, still spend all this time with these characters, want to see where it ends up. Uh, just a ton. I mean, John Wick 3. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I already have the day off for that. Gonzo, your camera went squicky again. Yeah, I, I have to actually click it into it to switch it to the source. But yeah, so yeah, I have the, we have the day off for John Wick because that's a holiday locally. We're all going to uh, take <laughs> on the opening day. Well, yeah, so the Sunday before that I won't be on because I have to fly down to Tennessee to work. Ooh. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I get back about 10 o'clock p.m. Wednesday have to show up at work on Thursday for at least a little bit and then have Friday off for the movie. It's going to be a hell of a week. 
We'll see. So yeah, so there's there's a bunch of stuff. I mean, honestly, just look at the schedule. It's it's just packed of movies. Every day, every one is like you know, someone's like, oh, this comes out this week. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, and oh shit, that one too. But uh, I have uh, three movies this week, Anzo. Um, let's see. I don't have a lot of movies. I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six things to talk about. Wow. Huh. What was that? I have uh, I have one. One? Which is par for the course for me. <laughs> uh, let oh, me go. I guess you talked about Big Mouth on the, on the pre-ramble, didn't you? Um, only to you before the pre-ramble technically oh. started. Oh, so yeah. Two things. It was like a pre-pre-ramble while you and I were waiting for Gonzo to try oh, yes. to camera. fix everything. Yeah, we had some we had some technical difficulties before everything started. So don't you have two? Don't you have pre-ramble and more of the expanse? I do have more of the expanse. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, so I guess I need to go first then. Usually. Okay. Um, let's go. Last week. Um, that's weird. The Facebook stuff isn't showing up again. Um, last week, I, I was talking about the Orville. Um, and how I was not very happy with what it was going on. And how it was happening. Um, and today, or this week, I watched the uh, newest episode. Uh, which was a two-parter. Um, and I, found, I, I understand the reason why I haven't been enjoying the Orville as much. And it's because it's taken too much of a serious note for me. Um, it's not as funny and hasn't been cracking the jokes as much because they... It's no longer uh, as much of a parody of correct. Star Trek. It, it, it's, it's more becoming yeah. a new Star Trek series almost. Yes, yeah. pretty much. It, 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 it took itself serious with these last two episodes, which was okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just... I enjoy the new Star Trek series to be my Star Trek series, not the uh, new I don't Orville. because I can't watch it. So Correct. You know. But that, I think that's what the, the problem I'm having with the show is I want stupid, idiotic comedy. And the Orville isn't doing that. They're doing more serious tones to their show. Which, you know, they can. They can't tell them they can't. Uh, but it's just not what I'm looking forward in. I don't want to see another serious Star Trek because I have Star Trek Discovery. Um, and so this episode, it was a serious one. And I was like, eh, okay, it was cool, but I want my stupid stuff back. I so, to be fair, though, Gonzo... Uh, for you, you don't want that, but a lot of people don't have Discovery because they're not going to pay the, the money that they want of course. for that. Of course. So it is interesting that they have sort of evolved to fill, if you will, that niche yeah. that needed to be filled. Yeah, fair. and the, the couple episodes I've seen of the Orville, I actually enjoyed it because I, I liked their interaction with <clears throat> the, uh, the aliens, like when they discover a new... Yeah. A new planet or whatever. It seems to me that it's more in the vein of you know, original Trek. Yes. Like they're 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 exploring and and discovering and and relating to these new alien races. 
And I liked how they were handling it more than I've liked how they did it on the last few series of Star Trek. Yeah, I guess there's, it, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that's some. I'm not. not in, no. Right I, right. I want my stupid porn jokes, uh, fart jokes, you know, all that stuff that I'm used to. And they're just not doing it. And well, I'm then just you're like, just going to eh. have to keep watching Big Mouth. I've already watched that. I'm waiting for the new season. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, basically, what happened is they set the rules, and now they have changed the rules on you. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, and they may be doing more and different. We are wait for the you know the rest of the episodes and the rest of the season to see how it's going. But for the most part, I'm just kind of like, eh, meh. So I'll give it to the rest of the season. But if it continues to be more of a serious show, I probably won't watch it as much. Fair enough. So I mean, that happens in movies too, where a sequel comes out and it and. It changes and in, in trying to outdo itself, it changes sort of the rules it's following, and they're right. like, "This is not what I wanted because you hit the mark I wanted the first time, and now we're not there." Yeah. But also, to be fair, Gonzo, most series go through a sophomore sophomore slump. Yeah. The only notable exceptions to that I know of would be something like uh, The Expanse and Babylon Five from a spot sci-fi standpoint. Yeah. But even Next Gen had like season two was. Oh yeah. It was. It was not. It's not good. Yeah. Had some good stuff here and there, but overall, it was not their best work. No. So I'll just wait and see. Not worried about it. Not. I'm not writing it off or anything. But it definitely is not on my high list of watch now. Gotcha. So uh, my first is a Netflix movie called Polar, based on a comic book. I still haven't watched that. It's still on my queue. Uh-huh. I've heard I should just delete it off my queue, too. Uh, I don't know about that, but... So you put it in a queue because you're like, this looks like a sort of John Wicky style movie, and it's got Mads Mikkelsen, and everyone loves Mads Mikkelsen, I right? love him. He's awesome. He's amazing. Yeah, so... Especially as Hannibal. is the best part of this movie, but it's still not good enough. I heard that, too. It has some good parts, but it is basically like... John Wicky style, but also batshit crazy comic book, and definitely like, oh, we can do our stuff on Netflix. Well, let's just lean fully into this R. <laughs> and it was it was like distasteful at points. Like gratuitous, rated R. Is it like a like that anime that Gonzo was talking about? Um. A little bit. I mean, it is maybe Johnny Knoxville's best movie role. <laughs> That's not saying much, though. No, it's not. But he wasn't... I mean, he was. He did what he was supposed to do, and it was fine. I didn't hate him in most of his other movie roles that I've seen, yeah. which are The Last Stand and Walking Tall. But yeah. it was okay. I mean, the action was okay. It is really kind of slow through the first part of it. It's got two plots going on at once that are only tangentially connected till towards the end when they fully connect and it actually becomes kind of torture porny at point. Oh, geez. Yeah, it is not a good movie. I do not suggest it. Uh, it's like three and a half space herpes. Ugh. It's 
it's it's not bad. great. There's something there to be seen for it. I mean, watching Mads Mikkelsen is enjoyable. Seeing the overall story is interesting, but it just misses the mark completely. If they took one of the plots out of the movie, um, I think it could have had a much tighter, you know, hour and a half, enjoyable, rated R, fairly graphic uh, thing. You could have forgiven it more, but it got just distasteful, and that's saying something from someone who, you know, watches, you know, everything. The, the church scene from freaking Kingsman's like, that's pretty cool. That was actually really cool. So yeah, so yeah, three and a half space herpes. I, I would I would avoid it. Was Miller's Crossing that one uh, Coen Brothers movie from a long time ago? Am I thinking of the right movie? Uh, Miller's Crossing is uh, it's a mafia movie starring uh, it is Coen Brothers, yes. It's uh, Gabriel Byrne, John Turturro. I never did actually see it. Maybe I'm... Albert Finney, who just died was a week or two ago. I haven't seen it either, but it's I like I do tend to like those movies, so it's sort of on my list. Even though I apparently have not seen a lot of Coen Brothers movies. <laughs> Fargo. Nope. No. Nope. Um, let's see. Do we, still, do we still have that Patreon level where somebody can uh, subscribe and ask us to, all three of us, watch a movie and then talk about it on uh, the next episode? It's there, but nobody has done it. Let's see. I've seen Raising Arizona. Hold on. No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. I still need to see that. And the first part of the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. That's all I've seen of theirs. So. I didn't know that was theirs. Yep. I have not seen any of the other ones, including The Big Lebowski or whatever. I don't. I don't actually care. I tried watching The Big Lebowski uh, years ago. I may have to try watching it again, but I wasn't. At this point, I think it's, it's overrated, depressing. and you need to see it yeah. with someone who really enjoys it to sort of get that vibe from them. But in any case, uh, Kathy, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about The Expanse or Big Mouth? Well, I did watch uh, I did watch a few more episodes of The Expanse the other night. And so we finished the first season, and we watched the first episode of the second season. And we're still enjoying it just as much as we did when we first started to... I've heard other people say that there's some part of uh, the first season that maybe slowed down a little bit, but I completely disagree. I, I felt like every character mattered. I cared about what was going on with all the characters, even the ones that seemed like they were evil. And then maybe you find out that they have a softer side, but maybe it's not a softer side. Maybe they're only expressing that side because they want you to think they're softer. Or... Or maybe they're actually just complicated people. What? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so that yeah, never happens. Soon you will get... I mean, you saw the Doniger fight, but you haven't seen the best space battle, uh, let's say, on TV, probably ever. No, no offense to people who love Deep Space Nine. Some of those space battles are awesome, but they're not really internally consistent. They're more there for the spectacle, which is cool. They're really cool, but... This one of these ones coming up is super legit. 
I really liked the, uh, that crazy virus, you know, and how they, uh, and how it infects the biomass. Uh-huh. Oh. See how I talk about this without giving spoilers? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, season one of The Expanse is a bit old, but yes, it's, any of you out there who haven't seen it, it's on Amazon Prime, it's free right now, man, catch up. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Who hasn't seen Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? I saw that when I was like 16. I've seen that and the cartoon. Oh, God, I remember the cartoon. I didn't actually watch it, but I remember remember seeing it, if that makes sense. Well, I I watched it. I used to watch all the cartoons, but yeah, it's not good. Yes, Bane, and she did, but we're trying not to spoil things. Shush, shush. Yeah, see, I was being... Intentionally vague, Banyan. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Expanse still has Kathy's seal of approval. Uh, she <laughs> she gives it zero space viruses. Zero space viruses. Guns, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what you gonna talk about for number two? Uh, I will talk about Star Trek Discovery, since that was uh, coming out of the Orville. Uh, watch the newest episode. Um, they introduce Spock in this one. Um, because that was kind of one of the big things that they're doing, because uh, I had to describe to somebody that this season or this series is definitely um, prequel, the best way to put it. It's before Spock and Kirk and before Enterprise, you know, before they take control of the Enterprise. So uh, they introduced Kirk, uh, more story building. Um, not going to spoil it, of course, because it just came out last week. Uh, it's still really, really good. I'm really liking it. I can't wait for the next episode. Uh, it's already got renewed for another season, so I'm very happy. Um, are they talking about a spinoff uh, series, too? I don't know. Are they? I thought uh, Michelle Yeoh was going to get her own spinoff series. She might. I don't know. But overall, it was... Maybe I'm crazy for that. I'm crazy for other things. Yeah. But, I mean, it's been really, really good. I'm really enjoying it. I'm not a big Star Trek fan, uh, but this is some really good sci-fi. The characters are very well liked. Um, I've got my favorites. Can't wait to see them on screen. Uh, some of them want them to die in a fire just because I don't like the character. Because I no, die in a fire or die as slowly as possible in a fire. Yeah, either way, just because they're shitty, their their characters are just not not bad acting or bad writing. It's just this character's a dick. I can't oh, so, wait till they catch the bullet to the face like, or phaser to the face. Like the expanse. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> like oh yeah, that fucker. The yeah. Slowest fire ever created. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Type thing. But I mean, it's been really really good. There's been a lot of cool stuff happening. Cool new tech, cool new things going on. Um, I'm kind of curious how they're going to end this season because the last season they went through three different captains <laughs> on one ship. So how many different captains were we going to get on this one is going to be interesting. Um, or if uh, they're going to keep this thing going with this one captain because eventually this captain does die uh, per the if they keep with the current history and timeline um but they don't elaborate too much about it so i've got my guess that the current starship will disappear and jump into the future in my opinion 
because it's already done some few things like that in the past. I have a weird seeking suspension suspicion that that's what's going to happen is at one point in the story, the starship is going to get lost in the future. Oh. Would you say it's going to get lost in space? space. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. Uh, I just have a feeling that that's something that might happen just because of the way the story's going. Um, but I'm really, really liking it. I, I really like the atmosphere. I like the characters. I like the sets. The sets are really cool. It's it's hard to look at these sets and go, this is a prequel because, of course, it's modern day you know, technology with everything. And so everything doesn't look, you know, all that washed out and, you know, cheesy like the original Star Trek was. Um, Which is why they need to get that Picard series out because they need to continue the timeline. They need to stop doing prequels and start going forward. Yeah. And like I said, this is a story. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Discovery goes into the future. And they get trapped in the future because of something and they just can't get back. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. Um, but I really like it. So, Excellent. definitely zero space herpes for me. Sounds awesome. Um, well, my next one, we had uh, movie day with Alex and Anna. And uh, Alex expressed interest in rewatching uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark because he has oh. not seen... Uh, it in many, 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 many years. So we always do a pair with Alex and Anna. We always do a good movie and a bad movie. Uh, this is a little more difficult because he has seen and vetoed some of the bad pairs to go with Raiders of the Lost Ark. But let's start with Raiders of the Lost Ark. So just to get out of the way, if anyone thinks I'm giving this anything less than zero space herpes, <laughs> I'm also going to rate this five out of five Casablancas. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, it's Agreed. just a good classic. <clears throat> Let's get this out of here. It is a classic. It is what you compare every movie of this genre to. Yeah. Yep. All of them. Um, it's not perfect. There are a couple of things here or there that are, yeah, but you can forgive every single one of them because it is a good time it is paced very well it doesn't get in exhibition doesn't get in the way it's actually told generally at the right moments the right way uh the characters all have great interactions with each other even the bad guy balak um it's it's just really good the action solid um it's a lot of two-fisted uh you know fist to cuffs you know old school not a lot of martial arts a little bit of gunplay, nothing too crazy because it is still pre-World War II. So you do have, you know, some machine guns and stuff, but it's not, like, prevalent like it would be uh, in modern action movies. And, uh, I mean, Indiana Jones is sort of the thinking man's tough guy. Because, end of the day, he is a scientist. And he does not react to things like the standard tough guy. You know, if people start talking crap to him, he is not going to care. That's not his thing. He's just there to do it. And uh, this is one of those movies where they say that it would have been better if the hero hadn't actually interfered. Uh, to which I actually disagree because the whole premise of the movie is he's after the fucking lost Ark himself. <laughs> he wants the Ark of the Covenant. He That is his goal, to get it from Museum. So, yeah, sure, things would have been fine without him. 
except for the fact that we end up with it, and it gets to sit in a warehouse being studied by top men. So yeah, it's great. I, the soundtrack. This. So at this point, Williams had done Jaws, Star Wars, Empire, and he was he was great, top tier. This soundtrack, I feel, <clears throat> cemented him as the master. Because it is the perfect soundtrack for the movie. The Indiana Jones theme is great. Oh, yeah. It hits all the right notes. It It's just awesome. The whole movie is awesome. For Christ's sakes, I own it on I own it on, uh, on VHS. I own it on DVD. I will probably buy a Blu-ray of it eventually, especially if it comes with like the young Indiana Jones adventures. Those were actually pretty good. But we'll have to see what what I can find. Uh, and bonus points, it doesn't come with uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, because that movie is easily the worst of the group. Oh, yeah. But uh, there you go. Uh, zero Space Rupees. Five out of five, Casablancas. <laughs> uh, Kathy, you want to talk about Big Mouth a little bit, or are you good? I will. I'll just say that uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is, in fact, my favorite movie of all time. So, yeah. I can't argue with that. There's no uh, argument. But so yeah, we were at our friend's house last night, and they they're like, "Hey, have you guys seen that show Big Mouth, the Netflix cartoon?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no." Uh, Gonzo talked about it, and seemed to really like it. We don't always agree on what's you know what we like or don't like, but so they put it on, and I was just I was bawling. It was so funny. It was, and I was saying to John uh, in in our pre 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 ramble uh if i had teenagers i would absolutely <laughs> let them watch that as kind of like a sex ed thing yes it's it, it's so real i mean you know all all these crazy things that happen to these kids that they go through and that your body's going through we all know it we've all seen it and if we didn't see it we know somebody who saw it or did it or experienced it and uh but the way that they bring it to you is just it's just so funny you've got the hormone monster and it's like an actual monster, monster that that talks to the kid and and convinces them to just do <laughs> the things that hormones tend to make happen oh yeah <laughs> it's i i yeah i i would recommend it I would recommend it. It's uh, I, I might rate it with a one or two space herpes only because well, I don't know. It's a cartoon. It's but it just it made me laugh my ass off. It's it's not the the best thing I've ever seen, ever. But totally worth it. And yeah, if you've got if you got kids that are uh, preteen teen and you don't care if they hear uh, offensive curse words. <laughs> <laughs> that's taking it you lightly <laughs> well yeah offensive curse words yeah <laughs> I mean uh, obviously preview things before you let your kids watch them so you can make that decision but yeah fair enough uh, Gonzo what's your next one um, I'm going to go with Behind the Curve Behind the Curve is a documentary on Netflix about flat earthers. Um, and it is quite hilarious. Uh, some of the things that they say and how they feel. Um, 
but the best part, and I'm just going to just, it's fun to watch as a documentary to see what these people actually think and what they, you know, what they really, really think. Uh, but the best part of the whole thing is watching them prove themselves wrong. Um, they did an experiment to see if the earth was round and they, the experiment failed and it did prove that the earth was round or they did an experiment to prove that the earth was flat. Um, they did the experiment and it proved that the earth was round. So they did another experiment and that proved that the earth was round. So every time they did an experiment, they proved that the earth was round. So they're still looking for proof that the earth isn't round. <laughs> That the Earth isn't a globe, but it's so it's hilarious. A special kind of denialist. Yes, uh, they did their own scientific. There's a word for people like this, Caddy. Caddy, <laughs> it's called retarded. Yeah, I would never use that word. I there. Oh. Are... No, no, these are the people that words invented for. You don't use that word for people who are disabled or, or MS or any of that. None of that stuff. No, those guys are fun. Think about what they're doing. What they have. Those people are amazing. They're they're advanced. Retard is is people who are just who should be better than that and are not because they like in like they, they don't have two brain have cells rubbed together. No, it was just hilarious because they kept on going. Oh well, this this experiment didn't work the way we wanted to, so we're going to try a different experiment to prove that the Earth is flat. And every experiment that they did proved that the Earth was round wow. and it was a globe. And I was just dying so much. I was laughing so hard through it. Um, if you want a good chuckle and a good laugh to prove that people are stupid, you should watch this, <laughs> but it's pretty bad. Um, oh. so probably like two space herpes out of five. Wow. We got to hurry up cause I got one big one that I have to talk about really, really bad. Well, well the, I'm uh, done, so. the second part of our pair, uh, we wanted to do national treasure, but, uh, they've seen it and they hate, uh, Nick Cage. Uh, then I wanted to do the mummy. But they've seen it, and Alex hates Brendan Fraser. That's so sad. I love the mummy. So my last choices were the old King Solomon's Mines with Richard Chamberlain, which uh, did not arrive in time. It is still on the way from eBay. So we were stuck watching Firewalker with oh. Chuck Norris and Lou Gossett Jr. Oh dear. And Melody Anderson and. Uh, Sonny Langa, who played the uh, the Indian in Predator, and fuck, <laughs> this was not good, not good at all. And on a scale of uh, Atlantic Rim to Casablanca, oh, it is way closer to Atlantic Rim, but it is not the worst movie I've seen this year. That trophy still gets awarded to Beastmaster, though Aww. it's. It's in the ring with Beastmaster. Beastmaster is just able to take it out. I mean, I'm not saying Beastmaster is a good movie. I'm just saying I think it's fun. So the good parts of Firewalker. Um, there's a couple scenes without Chuck Norris where Luke Gossett Jr. and Melody Anderson are having conversations that are interesting. You know, some sort of heartfelt stuff. I'm like, okay, that's, that's, that's a good part of this movie. And there are some fight scenes where they let Chuck Norris beat people up, which is great. The rest of the movie is just not good. No. The jokes are groan-worthy. Um, some of the fights are not good. It has some questionable content. It's racist and misogynistic at the same time. 
but you have to kind of expect that from an 80s movie from Glenn Galobras, a.k.a. Canon Films, the badge of quality. Uh, yeah, it's not good. Uh, I would avoid it. Um, like, if you guys are going to get drunk and, and watch some movies and you want something in this sort of genre, it's worth a watch. It's not, like, offensive. I mean, it is offensive, but it's not, like, truly offensive. It's just not good. Yeah. There are a million better movies to watch. Uh, it's just watching one of those. Uh, it, it's going to get... I'm going to give it four Space Herpes, which is the same as Beastmaster, because it's in the ring with Beastmaster for worst movie this year. And still a full Space Herpes above uh, freaking Atlantic Rim. So <laughs> there's room for unimprovement there. Uh, Gonzo, what's this big movie you got to talk about? Okay, so I didn't get to see it in the theaters, and I was upset because I've been dying to see it. Uh, I just got too busy, didn't have enough time. And so it came out digitally, and Mm -hmm. it came out, and I pretty much shut down my entire life to watch it because I've been dying to, and that was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I'm going to say right now, this is one of my top five movies of all time. Um, This movie was everything and more that I would expect from a Spider-Man movie and from a good superhero movie. And from uh, a comic book style movie because it has very comic yes. tropes and thoughts and ideas and they translate to the big screen fine. Oh, um, I cried at least twice during the movie. Um, oh, Stanley? One, well, um, I shouldn't have watched the tribute to Stanley after it because I bought the digital version and came with a bunch of other stuff and I just, I just bawled like a little baby. Uh, because okay. it was so touching. Stanley cameo in the movie. It is a good one too, and it was really good. Uh, it, that would made me tear up. Um, yeah. The I'm, I'm not going to spoil it yet because it just came out digitally, so I know people are waiting yeah. for it. Um, it's but, actually in the theaters for like a week or two because it won an Oscar. So. Yes. Uh, it was just so freaking good. Um, I want more. I want <laughs> a Miles. In that style. I want a Miles Spider-Man movie in that style, where it's just Miles. I, I, I could deal with that everybody else. Don't get me wrong. They were great. Everything was good and stuff. But I want a Miles Spider-Man in that style, and I want it yesterday. Um, what I want them to do, I want them to do, just to fill the theaters, is do an hour. You don't, so we don't have to like over say a story. Do like an hour's Miles story and like an hour with one of the others story. You know, by an hour. That way you can easily make two things. You can have it as a movie. And you keep sort of the theme of Into the Spider-Verse going through it. Yeah. I mean, you can... I mean, there there is a way that you can keep it going. It's already been said. There was a little spoiler at the end. Um, yeah. You know, for a sequel, which I, I'm more than yes for. Um, it's just... It was just so good. Great writing. Great music. Great everything. It was... Did you ever think they would make Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider-Ham, make it into a movie and not seem absolutely the stupidest thing ever? No, it was really good. Uh, he's my <laughs> least favorite of all the Spider because oh. it's just a comedy thing. Um, but everything was really, really good. Uh, it was I'm really about, neat to watch. Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, Noir Spider-Man was really good. There's there's so much done in this movie, mm-hmm. technically, um, a friend of mine, uh, Emily, uh, I think it was Emily, uh, posted a video 
about how they filmed it and why they did it. And when Miles is learning his powers, they shot him at a slower type frame rate. Like his frame, his his actions were two frames, while the regular Spider-Man was an action a frame. His movement was every frame. Um, and so there was like the stutter and the way they filmed it and all this really cool stuff to the movie that just made it unbelievably incredible. Um, I, I, I'm going to watch it again. I own it digitally so I can take it wherever I want. Uh, this movie just, it hits you in the feels. It, you get up and shout. You are like, yes, this is what Spider-Man is about. This is what a Spider-Man movie is about. Uh, even, you know, breaking all the Spider-Verse things where you have all the different Spider-Men and everything. It was still amazing. It was solid balls good. Um, and, uh, that is part of the next uh, movie day with Alex and Anna. Is going to be Spider-Man of the Spider-Verse because they haven't seen it. And actually, as a change, they're going to do a bad movie I haven't seen, Ninja Batman. Uh, So my rating for Into the Spider-Verse, this one is the penicillin shot to space herpes. Um, (laughs) Wow. This one cures all space herpes. Um, This movie, you can't go wrong with it. It's just amazingly awesome. Um. If you don't have it, go get it. Um, watch it because it is balls good. That was last. I'm like, I'm like, why don't I have it on my list? Because I watched it last year in the theater. Yes, you watched it in the theater. Uh, I do have two more, but we'll hold those off till next because it is technically eight thirty three, and that is the end of our show. We are done with this one, uh, guys. We are possibly going to have a really cool episode next week. We are just trying to set something up. Um, Pay attention to our Facebook page. Uh, mm-hmm. Watch everything that's going on there. You'll see some new stuff come up. Um, we got things going left and right. So hopefully you'll see some local. So for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Good. And this has been episode 70. Oh, yeah. Episode 70. <laughs> yeah, we forgot that at the very beginning, didn't we? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and an extra special thanks to all our sponsors again. Uh, Muse on Minis, uh, Mechanica Studios, and of course, Harky Dana Tectonic Craft Studios. Yep. You regret not seeing that theater, huh, Gonzo? Yes. <laughs>